0: All right, everybody. Good evening. Praise the Lord. We praise Him continually, no matter what, no matter how bad your day goes, no matter what comes your way, no matter what the enemy throws at you. At the end of the day, we praise the Lord. We praise Him in the middle of all that, in everything, give thanks. Man, that's tough to do. It's tough to do. But it's a command to do it. And we say, okay, Lord, help me out here. And He helps us all along the way, man amen praise God I hope you've had a godly day I hope you've walked with Jesus throughout the day all day I hope you're reading your Bible regularly we encourage 10 to 20 chapters every day read 10 to 20 Bible chapters every day and uh, just give up a, a sitcom or something man you should shut off all sitcoms all television all movies Everything outside source from the Bible. Because people are in the middle of humongous ritual right now and they have no idea. You know, on the fake calendar, on the satanic calendar... Oh, wait. Vondo's got the uh, Bible Codes Unsealed link up there. Make sure you've got it downloaded. Very soon, Sean will be updating the thing. We have an update code tonight. We're gonna go over. So praise God. But read that Bible, man. Read that Bible every day. It it regenerates. The Bible regenerates you. It rejuvenates. It it gives you a fresh soul. It washes the crud off your soul. That what is it? Your soul. Your soul is you. What's what makes you you? Your temperament. Your characteristics. Your personality. Vano says, man, please consider supporting Sean Mitchell as he continues to find and reveal the codes for us that Jehovah has for us. And he's got his link up there to donate to him. Please do that. Give to him. And Vano says, pray for Johnny Boy, that the Holy Spirit will keep on giving me messages night after night. That'll encourage you. It'll challenge you. My job as a pastor is to be the heart and mouth of the Lord and to reveal to you his heart and mouth as he reveals it to me that that's our job is to proclaim truth and not allow you to become soft in your spirituality and let things slow you down okay and so we get on here we we encourage you we bring the word and we're commanded as preachers to preach the word and be constant in season at a season reprove rebuke exhort with all long-suffering and Throw some more teaching in there. Doctrine. Bible doctrine. Not, uh, praise God. Thank you, brother Johnny Boy for daily encouragement. God is awesome. Amen. He sure is, Garris. God bless you, buddy. And I appreciate that. Cheryl Cheryl says she prays several times a day for me. And that's so encouraging, man, because today was a satanic battle. Okay? And I appreciate the prayers, man. You just, oh, man. You'll know. You'll know at the judgment seat of Christ what, what they meant. Amen. I love y'all. I love y'all. I care for you. And uh, just look after one another. Okay? So right now, on the fake calendar, right? Which is the calendar that we use every day. The Gregorian calendar. Your Sunday through Saturday calendar. All the false gods, the fake gods, the fake dates. Everything is based around paganism and not true Bible-believing. Uh truth of the scriptures, right? Everything's just a fakey, fakey, fakey. And uh, so right now is fakey Passover. And everybody's got their bunnies out and their their, uh, eggs out, and woo, they're going to have Passover and Good Friday's Friday, and they're going to celebrate Good Friday. Guys, Good Friday is a satanic pagan Catholic thing. Jesus died on a Wednesday, per se. He died on the fourth day of the week. Okay? He died on the fourth day of the week, that number four. That's when he died, not on Friday. That's a lie, everything's a lie, man. And guys, one of the major purposes and points that we like to make every night is that you won't live in the lie, that you'll come out of the lie, you'll have a heart, you'll have a heart and a mind that says, God, please, I don't wanna be in the lie in any way even if I have to change a lot of stuff I do, and a lot of my personality and characteristics, I, I don't want to live in the lie. I don't want to be part of the lie. I don't want to lie. Amen? I want to walk in the truth, tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me, Lord. Amen? That needs to be our heart, so we go right to the Bible to find that truth. We go to the plain text, we go to the Bible codes. Amen? Yeah, because, uh, Cheryl says Friday to Sunday's is two two days. Jesus was in the ground, in the earth, three days and three nights, just like Jonah was in the belly of the fish. Amen. And he told us that before he died so we could recollect <clears throat> and calibrate the truth. Man, those chemtrails were bad today, man. Whew, where I live, they're going to bring us on some tornadoes tonight. If you'd pray for us in that, it's supposed to be a massive Dose of that, and I don't want any of it. And Jesus said, The Father told us a long time ago, back there in the prophets, no weapon formed against you will prosper. And He knew that they would have these weapons at this time. And those verses are directly related to you and me, and right now. And they have weapons all around us formed against us. Your television, your television is a weapon that has been formed against you. Why don't you get it out of reach of your children's eyeballs, out of yours, out of your hearing? And why don't we hear what the Spirit says to the churches instead of quit listening to what the devil says to the church. You're the church if you're a saved individual born again because you have placed your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. If you're born again, quit listening to the devil. Quit believing his script, his sports, everything. It's all a lie. And right now here, dear, uh, Passion Week. We've got the Jews wanting to do a secret uh, slaughter of the lamb up on what what they refer to as the uh, Temple Mount, you know. And so they were stopped. Guy was arrested last week because he's he's all part of it. Let's bring the sacrifices back. Let's get this temple built. Blah blah blah. And he's a right wing nut. So he was 15 miles away from Jerusalem, and they arrested him. Last Sunday, I believe it was, in uh, hopes that they could stop him from doing, the, doing a, a slaughter. They do a slaughter, but they don't do it right there in front of the people because of PETA. They're scared to death that PETA will freak out killing an animal. So they really kill an animal, but it's off-site. They reenact it on-site on the Temple Mount, but the real killing is off-site. And they do shed the blood of a goat. And the requirement was a goat or a lamb. So they're, they're doing that thing, but there's no need to sacrifice. Jesus Christ was our final sacrifice, and he said so. It's finished, man. No more sacrifices. He was sacrificed one time, and he sat down on the Father's right hand to redeem us all forever, those who would believe. Amen. Praise God. And so now guess who the crucified Messiah is? Did you see all that? The 35 charges? They kept saying more than 24, more than 24. How many times, how many times did they say the 15th floor today? How many times did they say 15th, 15th? How many times? A bunch. Uh, I can't remember what song he sang. A dude for uh, the wrestling the other night, America the Beautiful or something like that. He's out there, and he's got him an upside-down triangle with a circle inside of it and a 15. That's 555. Five, five. That that's Satan's number. That is 1 plus 5 is 6. That's man's number. 15 is 69 when you ain't knowing what you're looking at. 15 is the name of God in Freemasonry. Okay, Yod Hey, Y O D H E equals fifteen to these people, and that's their their short name for God, because he's Yod Hey Vav Hey, okay, yod Hey Vav Hey, and so he was sporting that fifteen. He also had the square and the compass, big old necklace on with a big G in the middle. This guy's singing, okay. And then in the advertisement, you can see, I'll try to remember to get this up, but there's tons of asteroids flying by him with all the stars and stripe flags behind him. Okay? And then we talked about those wrestlers and what they were ritualizing for the whole world. Did the hell in a cell, Satan beat the demon. He took out mammon, and he's going to rule the whole world. Not just the the country demons. Remember, we have that as a doctrine precedent in the book of Daniel, the prince of Persia stopped me. Well, when Satan comes back, he's going to put down all the princes. And he's going, it's my shot. I get all the world. And then we see three of the kings who give their hearts over to Obama quickly reject him. And he quickly subdues them back and probably puts them to death and gets a new leader in their place, new leadership. And so Satan's going to do away with you know, your mammon, you're the, the God of the United States, and he's gonna take over himself. Okay? He's the beast out of the sea, and he's gonna turn the United States into a sea under ocean. We will be the new uh, Atlantis, and that's what we were built to do. Because when that six seal earthquake happens and the pole shifts, the earth is going to rotate, and uh, what was not water will be water, and what was water will be dry land. Okay? in a lot of places, and that's why all these bigwigs are gearing up, and they're heading to the southern hemisphere. Apparently, the southern hemisphere, because they, they know which way Nibiru is coming in from the south, so they believe it's going to flip it north. So, when it does, they'll be on the, on the safe portion of it. The, the southern hemisphere will probably become the equator kind of a thing, okay? And it's, uh, the world is wider at the equator, because the way it's spinning and all that jazz, I don't understand all the science of it. I just know the little highlight bullet points, all right, and so they're all aware of it. they know what time it is and today, Christian America patriot trump every he was everybody's messiah, all those people watching and it's a ritual for them to rise up, okay. You and I sit back here and say, Trump is a chump, man. He ain't my Messiah. I don't care nothing about him. I'm looking unto Jesus. Jesus is my God, my rule. Y'all can keep this United States of America and its constitution. You can blow your nose with that constitution. I'm following Jesus. Gareth says, man, no one will be safe from God's righteous judgments. Amen. They'll run for seven years. Some of them, they'll know exactly where to run because they got all the inside scoop. They got space force. Guys, you can't be thinking that Trump is on the American man's side, the American people's side, when he developed and proudly presented Space Force, and also he was warp speeding the you-know-what. This was your wonderful president wanting to get that stuff shoved in your veins. He ain't on your side, people. He's on their side. He's playing like he's on your side. So he can kill your side. So they can discover your side. And who's your? Patriotic Christians who follow Trump, who follow patriotism, who love fireworks and the star-spangled banner and the Constitution more than the scripture and holy psalms to sing. And that's a massive majority of America. And God's ready to judge for all that. Hey, let's look at this new code. Sean put up today. Two hours ago. Okay. Gonna look at this brand new code he put up. It says the Julian date of April 17. That's 417. That's a cool date. I've got a couple friends, that is their area code. 417. And I always remembered that. Uh, 30 AD, that's when it was. It was the Julian date, April 17th, 30 AD which was the 14th of Nisan 3790. It was the ultimate date of love and compassion for humanity, the crucifixion date of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's a powerful, powerful date, and on that very date is when we began counting the Omer last year, April 17th. God put it in Mackenzie's heart, Mackenzie Vondren, to put it down on the board, and Dad took a photograph of it, and put it up here, and boy, we counted day two after that, day three, day four of the Omer. Then we found out that once you count the 50 for the wheat, there's another 50-day count to the grapes, to the new wine, and then after that, there's another 50-day count to the fresh oil, olives, and then there's a six-day count throughout the wood, and that completes our Pentecost. So, wow. Didn't know that. We learned that along the way. So, that 417 is a big, big, big number. Amen? And so, the progressive revelation of this date was miraculous. This is Sean talking, okay? Uh, Vondo has put up the dates here. Cheryl says that Trump is also on the Epstein travel log. Hello, hello, hello. They're all bros. They're all wicked. Everybody said Trump's relationship with his daughter was a weird, weird, weird thing when she was little. And the siblings all say that, okay? Because that's what they do in their groups. All right, Vondo put up a little note here, says what? Uh, April 17, AD 30, Julian calendar, April 15th uh, on the Gregorian calendar. That was the date of the crucifixion. So you and I are on the Gregorian calendar. Had there been a Gregorian calendar, the anniversary would be April 15th. That's what April 17th was on the Julian calendar back in 30 AD when Jesus died for us. Isn't that awesome, guys? Isn't that awesome? And what is that? 4.15. So Satan takes that when Jesus paid our redemption and says, No, you ain't paid off. You owe me more. And in the United States, that's tax collection date. Everybody see how Satan does that? 9-11, that's Jesus' actual birth date. So let's make that the worst date in history. And then we'll make the most dreaded, miserable day annually, 415. 15 You guys know that there is another 9-11 event on the way? When God's going to use the Russians and the Chinese to absolutely obliterate the United States? And it won't be like, well, they'll take a lot of us out. They're going to take the heart of us out. They're going to take the head out. They're going to waste us. We will become an absolute nothing immediately within one hour. It'll happen at night and people will wake up in the morning and the coastlines, New York City will all be gone. Lila says, hey, brothers and sisters, counting down, Maranatha, Amen. Gary says, do we know the meaning of the 153 fish? Why 153? we're learning the meaning of that. Everybody has reasons for that, but it, but it does come to 17. There's that 17 again, okay? Jesus, after he had risen from the dead is when they caught those 153 fish. And it pointed back to the 17th, the day he died on, okay? It also totals nine, absolute completion. They were all perfect fish in that net, okay? Okay? And it was at his direction, throw your net on the right side of the boat, that those fish were caught. Okay? And so 153 is 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5 plus 6 plus 7 plus 8 plus 9 plus 10 plus 11 all the way to 17. That gets you to 153. There's that 17 number again. It's vital. 17 is awesome number. 17 is what? Victory. It means victory all the way through scripture. Calvary was victory. Satan thought it was a defeat. It blew his mind three days later. And it was the death that was the defeat. Because Jesus Christ took the punishment and all of our sin away. Sin was eradicated from all humanity at that moment. He took all the sin for all mankind, for all humanity, for all time, even throughout eternity, when the humans are still reproducing. He took all their sin up on him and eradicated it in him. God used Jesus. Jesus was the burnt sacrifice. Vinyl says Pentecost has 53, 153 days in it. Barley's 49, wine's 49, oil's 49, and wood is 6. It's true. The whole the whole Pentecost season, guys. So when we begin our counting this year, we're going to begin counting on May 21st. We're going to count to the 50 days, and that'll take us to July 9. Can somebody tell us what the next ones are? Has anybody figured that out? When do we get to the... Uh, We we counted the wheat, July 9. When do we get to the wine? When do we get to the oil? And when do we get? Amen. Not one was lost. Praise the Lord. And when do we get to the end of the six days of wood? Amen. That'd be good to know, wouldn't it? All right. Back to Sean's commentary on today's code. We're looking at the brand new code that he did a couple hours ago or so. So we're talking about Jesus Christ, guys, the date of his death, the miracle, miraculous, wonderful, awesome day of his death. Alicia says, is the transfiguration a picture of the rapture in any way? Well, yes, Uh, walking, going up the hill on the mountain, and that's what the sky, the clouds are likened to up on the mountain when we meet Jesus on the mountain, on the mountaintop. And then as he glowed in the dark and was glorified at that moment, we will be, and it will be eternal glorification. He was glorified temporarily was when Moses and Elijah, the true Moses and Elijah, were there. And he, the, the God let the glory shine through so the boys, Peter, James, and John could see it. Amen? And that's what they had to look forward to. That was one of the things that was beautiful to them to help them keep going even in the middle of tribulation and persecution. That glorified body, the blessed hope of Jesus Christ himself, and we're going to be glorified as he is, share in all of his inheritance. We're not going to be co-heirs, we're joint heirs. A co-heir is 50% is Jesus, 50% is mine. A joint heir is 100% what's Jesus is 100% mine. What's his is mine. And so the guys got to experience what that glory was in that rapture, in the transfiguration, if that helps a little bit. And they still didn't get it. (laughs) They're coming down the mountain describing who's going to be the best one in the kingdom of heaven. Uh Uh-uh, it's me. Uh Uh-uh, it's me. Elbow, elbow. Jesus said, hey, guys, what are are y'all talking about back there? Oh, nothing. All right, back to Sean's commentary. The Julian date of April 17th, A.D. 30, which was the 14th of Nisan in year 3790 on the Jewish calendar, was the ultimate date of love and compassion for humanity, the crucifixion date of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The progressive revelation of this date was miraculous and occurred over the past year of 2022. When I was reconciling, this is Sean talking, when I was reconciling the Hebrew calendar with God's clock in the heavens, Genesis 1, 14-16, as another incredible witness from God, Mackenzie Vondren began counting the Omer on April 17, 2022. I highlighted specific numbers in the report that will prove to be significant in the future. This code takes the shape of a serpent on a cross, which is powerful illustration of God's love. Hallelujah. These are the feast days of the year. Guys, aren't you thankful for this list right here? You have got to get this list. This is the official list between the Bible codes and Stellarium. God's storybook in the heavens. These are the real dates. And what everybody is doing right now is following the lie. And those those of you that have heard my preaching and you're still following the lie... You're going to have to face Jesus with that. There will be shame. It's not because Johnny Boy said it. I'm, I'm just reading to you what Sean wrote. Okay? Well, I'm reading you to the truth. Alicia says, man, this list is so helpful. I'm grateful for it. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Praise God. So what are we looking at here? What are the days? And he's given us all the feast days of, Re- uh, of Leviticus 23. For this year, 2023, isn't God awesome? That 23 in Leviticus, that 23 now. Do you guys know that today's Julian date is 23,094? That's 923, going, you know, God's direction from right to left. Today, 23,094 is the date on the Julian calendar, the number of date. Pretty awesome, right? Because that four is what? Rapture door, the fourth candle, Pentecost. And here we are talking about this. God's intersections are perfect, guys. Divine meetups. And today's date on the Julian calendar, the number of day, is 23,000. Right here, what we're talking about. We're in year 23, and we're talking about Leviticus 23. These feasts. And right now, it's 23, and we saw the uh, wonder in heaven on 9:23. 9:23 is always a picture of rapture, and a, what is nine plus two plus three equal? Fourteen? Harpazo? Hmm. You're at the middle of a divine appointment right now listening to this sermon concerning this Bible code at the perfect time. God does everything at the perfect time, and today is number 23094, 923 with a four in there, which is a picture of the rapture, which is a picture of the judgment seat door, which is a picture of the fourth candle, which is Pentecost, which is what we're talking about right here, in the, these dates that Sean has placed here for us. Let's look at that. This year's dates, write them down, put them on your calendar. The Feast of Passover is May 18th. The Feast of First Fruits is May 21st. The Feast of Pentecost, that this is the count to the wheat, is July 9th. The Feast of Trumpets, that's Jesus' birthday, by the way, okay? Why don't you not celebrate it in December? There may be a good chance we will have been raptured already. We shall see. We'll hold off on that and see. But uh, October 28th is Jesus' real birthday, the Feast of Trumpets. That's when he was born. Mary was impregnated at Hanukkah. Nine months later, the Feast of Trumpets. Jesus, in the Bible code, is known as the Lamb of Tishri. You know what's so special about Tishri one, Other than it being Rosh Hashanah to the Jews and all that jazz, Feast of Trumpets. That's the day Adam was created, the sixth day of creation. It's pretty awesome, good things. And Jesus is the second Adam, the last Adam, who fixed everything that the first Adam destroyed. Don't you love it? So the Feast of Trumpets, Jesus's birthday, his real birthday is October 28, 2023. The Feast of Atonement is November 6th. And the Feast of Tabernacles begins November 11, 11, 11. Remember seeing that all the time everywhere? 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. Now that's a big date on God's calendar, and it's a big date here on Gregory's. What, what We just gave you the dates for Gregory's calendar, so you can circle it on your calendar that you have it there at the house, so you can write the notes for yourself. Amen. So, going through that again, the Feast of Passover is May 18th, First fruits is May 21st, Pentecost is July 9th, Trumpets is October 28th, Atonement, November 6th, Tabernacles 1111. All right. Continuing on with Sean's commentary, The Serpent on the Pole and the Cross of Christ. Amen. You guys remember reading that back in the book of Numbers when we talked about it not too long ago? The atoning blood of Jesus is the central concept in Christian theology, referring to the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross that cleanses believers of their sins and reconciles them to God. That means brings us back to God. We we had a torn, destroyed relationship. There was no relationship. There was no nearness. And God said, I want nearness. I want a relationship. I, I want to draw you to me. And the only way to do that is through the blood being shed. Jesus paid the price to make that happen so we can be reconciled to the Father. Amen. Aren't you thankful to be able to just, wherever you are, just talk to the Father? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, through Jesus, in Jesus' name. I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, because Jesus paid the price to get me to the Father. No man comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said. And you folks that are trusting in your repentance and baptism and good works, you've not made it to the Father yet. You need to be reconciled. You are out there in the middle of His wrath, and you're deceived. The only way to be reconciled is through the blood of Jesus Christ that He shed on that wonderful, awesome, miserable, terrible cross. And He did it for us. The atoning blood of Jesus is the the central concept in Christian theology. It's all about the blood, the blood, the blood, the atoning blood, which makes us one with God. That's what atonement means, at one. When you see the spelling of atone, it's at one. God made us at one with God. Aren't you thankful for that? He reconciled us to to him. And that is the central concept of all theology, referring to the sacrificial death of Jesus on the cross that cleanses believers of their sins and reconciles them with God. Praise God, we have a relationship. This concept is deeply rooted in the Old Testament where animal sacrifices were used to atone for sin. However, the blood of Jesus is the ultimate and final sacrifice and the cornerstone of the Christian faith. A man. So quit trusting in you, okay? This has nothing to do with you. Going to heaven, being atoned to God has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Jesus. Will you believe it? Believe, believe, believe. That Jesus made it possible. Yes, I believe that. Oh, but I was so bad. I made a mistake. I boo-booed like Peter. Do you remember right after those fish were caught is when Jesus said, Pete, I need you, bro remember those 153 come on pete i need you man don't sit there and wallow in in what you did you gotta get into what i did remember what i did okay when you focus on you and the mistakes you made you're gonna have a bad day we can't ever do that because jesus died for that mistake too and it's been taken all the way as far as the east is from the west from us the problem isn't a sin issue folks It's a righteousness issue, and we're made righteous in Jesus Christ. Always righteous, 100% righteous, 100% of the time we're righteous. There's no time that we're not righteous in his eyes, Once you believe? And you've been reconciled to the Father through the blood, and you have placed your faith in absolutely the death, burial, and resurrection, and without the shedding of blood, there could be no forgiveness or remission of sins, and you know that. Do you know that? Do you believe that? Do you believe it with your heart? For with the heart, man believes under righteousness. And then when you believe unto righteousness, you're made righteous. That righteousness of God is infused into you when you believe. So these animal sacrifices took place. However, the blood of Jesus is the ultimate and final sacrifice and the cornerstone of our Christian faith. Hallelujah. One of the most significant Bible images used to illustrate the atoning blood of Jesus is the story of the serpent on the pole in the book of Numbers. The Israelites who had rebelled against God were bitten by poisonous snakes and were dying in great numbers. In response to their cries for help, God instructed Moses to make a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. Those who looked at the serpent were healed and saved from death. The story of the serpent on the pole is a foreshadowing of the atoning work of Jesus on the cross. Just as the Israelites were saved by looking at the serpent on the pole, so too are believers saved by looking toward the cross of Christ. Jesus referred to this account when he said, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have, guaranteed, have, guaranteed always, guaranteed 100%, guaranteed a gift from the Lord... Shall have everlasting life. And the very next verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave a gift. Gave. His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but they will have received that gift. That's a great promise. You will not perish in hell. Never again. Don't ever worry about that. But you shall have, guaranteed, have a gift. Everlasting life. Let's go over that again. All three of these verses. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's John 3, 14. John 3, 15. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, promise, but have, promise, everlasting, eternal life, it says here. How long is eternal? From the day you believe. Until eternal. Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's a gift. It's a gift. This everybody who shows John 3:16 and they don't even know it's a gift. It's absolutely a gift that he gave his only begotten son. He's the gift. That whosoever, I don't care who you are, and it's all of you, it's not just a couple of you. Whosoever will believe this shall have everlasting life and they shall not have to perish in hell. Is that some great promises or what? All because of a gift. Will you receive the gift of Jesus Christ today and believe? and you'll never have hell, ever. All right, where did we get to? Okay, we're we're looking at this brand new code from Sean from a couple hours ago. The connection between the serpent on the pole and the cross... Of christ goes even deeper in the bible the serpent is often used as a symbol of sin and satan the serpent in the garden of eden led adam and eve into sin and rebellion against god and the serpent on the pole represented the judgment of sin likewise the cross of christ represents the ultimate defeat of sin and satan jesus's death on the cross was the means by which God reconciled humanity to himself offering forgiveness and new life to all who believe in him the atoning blood of jesus is the ultimate expression of god's love for humanity though the sacrifice of jesus on the cross are through i'm sorry through the sacrifice of jesus on the cross believers are forgiven justified and reconciled to god The story of the serpent on the pole serves as a powerful reminder of the depth of God's love and the cost of our redemption. But he paid it all, paid in full. Hallelujah. He paid the price. Jesus did. His blood poured out, man. As believers look to the cross, they are reminded of the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made on their behalf and are empowered to live lives of faith, faith, love, and service. I pray you're doing that. I pray you've not only taken the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ and you know that you're, you're no longer going to go to hell and you know that you are going to go to heaven. And I hope that you've taken that gift and in faith, you love and serve. You're busy with it. Amen. And I, that's our encouragement to you tonight. Get busy with, you, with your salvation. Share it with others, man. Then Psalm 81, four. blow the trumpet. At the new moon, at the full moon, highlight this first, guys. Get your Bibles out right now. Get your Bibles out, Psalm eighty-one four, and you'll understand that God's new moon is the full moon, not this thing, this Muslim moon that everybody's chasing. All these Hebrew roots guys and Deborah, and she's going out. Oh, we're going to go to this passion. We're gonna, we're gonna see which barley is is a bieb, and we're going to do this to determine which day it is and if the new moon. Uh, Psalm 81.4, blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon, on your feast day. Blow that trumpet, baby. For as Jonah, Jonas, was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He told them, three days and three nights, make that note, not Friday. Good Friday is pagan lies. Stay away from paganism. Stay away from the Vatican. Stay away from the Pope. Stay away from their lies. Stay away from Protestants who preach this crap. And you walk in Jesus's truth. Jesus said, I'll be three days and three nights in the earth like Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. That's pretty clear cut, isn't it? He wouldn't fudge in the numbers because he doesn't fudge numbers. The numbers don't lie. All right, let's look at this awesome translation. Here's what the code says. Here's the word from heaven. April 17th is the true day of love. What? Yeah, April 17th on the Julian calendar. But God is referring to the Julian calendar because that was the calendar that was active then. Okay? To you and I, if we were using the Gregorian calendar, our date is April 15th. But God's going back to A.D. 30 and sharing us the date at A.D. 30, what the date was then. All these, it's vital to know all these little points of interest that always prove a point. It proves it stronger and greater and reinforces it for our sakes. Every one of these little notes, every one of these little signs that God gives us, Okay. April 17th is the true day of love, and Jehovah, the watchmaker, remember us seeing a Bible code on the watchmaker? Jesus is the one who made time. Jehovah, the watchmaker, reconciled from the past, from the code, okay? All these dates were being reconciled. He reconciled the calendar, got the calendar corrected, okay? Reconciled from the past, uh, the code. The Passover is the cross. God at his death, God died, guys. Don't ever forget that God died. I have a friend who's going straight to hell because he will not believe that Jesus is God. And this Bible code right here says he's God. God died. It wasn't the Father that died, it wasn't the Holy Spirit that died, it was the only begotten Son that died. God. God died. Jesus is God. His title is Son of God. His position is Son of God. His greatest authority, his greatest position is God. Jesus is God. And you better get that right or you're going straight to tribulation. And many of you on the coastlines of the United States of America will go to hell that night because you would not believe. We're encouraging you to believe the Bible code. And the Bible code says... The cross, the Passover is the cross, it's God at his death. Jehovah is love. Jesus, Yeshua, was the serpent. Look to him. And what does that mean, guys? It was the serpent that bit these people. The poison of these snakes were killing these people. And God had Moses put a serpent on a pole, brass and brass. Brass represents judgment. Okay. And when they would look to that snake, it was that venom. It was represented in the venom. And when you look to Jesus, he took all of our venom. He never got bit by the venom of sin. He he, he was without sin. He who knew no sin became our sin. Our snake bites. We bit him. Our sin bit him. Our sin was placed on him. And when we look to him, we'll be saved from our venomous bites of sin, of death, of hell, of our ultimate eternal judgments. God wants to free us from that. And Jesus, pouring out his blood on that cross, paid for everybody's redemption. Hallelujah. And so Yeshua was that serpent. He was Moses, the law and the truth. Moses was in the fish like Jonah. Hmm. He counts. Elijah knew my appointed time. And the true secret code. You guys remember that Elijah, back in the the real Elijah story, knew his appointed time. He knew the day of his rapture. The prophets, at one stop, at the first stop, knew that was the day of his rapture and told Elisha all about it. And Elisha said, I know, man, let's not talk about that. And then they headed on down to the next group of prophets. And they said, you know, today's the day of the rapture for Elijah, right? Elijah said, I do know that. Let's, let's not talk about this. Because he was wanting to hang on. Don't bother me with questions and all this conversation. I'm going to be right where Elijah is. Because the promise was, if you are with me, when I am raptured, you'll get a double portion. And he didn't want to waste his time with conversation. He said, I am going to walk in obedience and I want to be where I need to be. I can't stop here and talk to you about a rapture. We're on our way to a rapture. Okay? And so that was really cool. So, and we know that Sean is both Moses and Elijah. Amen? And so let's, let's read that whole thing again. Oh, oh, I wanted to finish. Elijah knew my appointed time and the true secret code. This is Sean. There's no secret codes in the Bible. God, he he ain't like that. He don't have secret. Have you ever heard him tell a parable? Did you ever hear Jesus tell a parable? Those are some of the biggest secrets there ever was. And I heard some of the most, the wisest preachers ever said, Preacher Boys, we used to have every every Thursday, we had Preacher Boys class. Or was it Wednesday, guys? The guy would preach on Wednesday night and Thursday in chapel. So on Thursdays, we had Preacher Boys class. We'd all meet in the Lyceum. There's 250 of us, the Preacher Boys at college. And they'd come through there and the old guys would say, fellas, don't you ever preach on the parables until you have been saved and have been preaching and have been meditating on the word for 20 years. Because the secret is that deep with a parable. And God has to teach you a lot along the way so you'll understand that parable. Okay? You can understand the parable if they were encouraging people, don't you preach it. Uh, a lot of preachers, including myself, we've preached things in the past that we just don't believe today. God has taught us the truth since then. Okay? So, let's read that translation again. April 17th is the true day of love. I mean, come on. No greater love hath no man than this than a man laid down his life for his friends, and Jesus laid down his life for his enemies that day, and his friends who became his enemies. Judas, Peter, they all fled. They all forsook him. They all forsook him and fled. John came back with the women. The 17th is the true day of love, and Jehovah the Watchmaker reconciled. And Vondo has just put up here, Yes, I exist, Watchmaker. And that's that's a code, isn't it, buddy? Isn't that one of the codes? Yeah, page 144. Imagine that, guys. Imagine that. Uh, 144 is a powerful number for us. And studying these codes, and they always come back to prove another point. And the Jews in the tribulation are going to love the 144s that were pointed out here on this side. Uh, what do we got there, Bobby? Yes, I exist. Watchmaker translation. Yes, I do exist. The everlasting watchmaker, Yeshua. And the man was righteousness among us. Oh, my gosh. Among his people who has validation at the appointed time for Israel and to the congregation... Blessed is he that blesseth thee. Oh, my goodness, Vando. And cursed is he that curseth thee. For Sean Mitchell, blessed with the code, he will identify as fire. Jehovah was known. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all thy works of thy hand. That's going to be on page 144 of the book for now. There may be some adjustments ahead. I don't know where they'll be, but Sean will let us know, and he's going to be updating the thing going to be a lot added to it. Amen. Translation of today's code. April 17th is the true day of love and Jehovah the watchmaker reconciled from the past. The code, which is the code. The Passover is the cross. God at his death. Mm. Jehovah is love. Jesus was the serpent. He was Moses, the law and the truth. Everything was wrapped up in Jesus. The he said, you'll, you'll find me in Moses and the prophets. They speak of Jesus Christ. And he began to expound to them, the guys on the road to Emmaus from Moses and the prophets, that he it was powerful that he must die. And this is Jesus. He was the serpent. He was Moses, the law and the truth. Moses was in the fish like Jonah. He counts, Elijah knew my appointed time and the true secret codes. And then he has a note here it says the image of the serpent is made up of the terms serpent, true, day, love, Jonah, which is serpent true day of love and Jonah. The Bible verse right here is John 19:38 and he came and bore away the body of Jesus. Amen. Lifeless God himself Died. And he would have hung there and rotted. But the Bible promised that his body would never see corruption. Amen. And God put it in the heart of two fellows. They were Pharisees, they were rich men to take care of him. And they went and begged the body of Jesus. And Pilate said, okay. They went and made sure that he was dead, and he was dead. And they t- had to take him down. Can you imagine how unglorious and irreverent that was? Here, 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 take that hammer. Here, pull that, pull that spike out of his hand. No, 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 do it like this. There we go. You don't want to crush his hand because the Bible says not a bone of him would be broken. Let's get these nails out without hurting the body. And they're having this conversation. I don't know what conversation they're having, but it was irreverent. Okay, it wasn't like we were there to worship a living, holy, mighty, everlasting God. This is a dead body laying right there. And our faith is in the death the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God put it in their heart to come get them. And that's what that verse is talking about. They went and took him down. And finally, the last verse, Matthew 26, 17. What? 17? 26. 26 is the number for God, yod he vav Those four letters equal, total, the number 26. Also, it's the number for the gospel, the good news. Okay? So you got Matthew 26, and then 17 is victory, and he died on the 17th. What? Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And remember, it was John 17 after this Passover meal that he prayed. That wonderful, awesome prayer for us. 17, 17, 17. And here we have the actual date and everything. Okay, man. Uh, I see that he's got some highlighted stuff in yellow down here. Let's blow that up and see. When you look at the uh, contents down there at the bottom. Oh, Vondo, what's it called again? It's the, uh, we're looking at this, the table numbers and everything. When you see the third line down, it says, and Jehovah reconciled from the past. We see that being at 4.044. 444 is God's number, guys. Okay? And it Sean's, the number God gave Sean the term table looking at the terms and we look at the term table he's got all the number references that go with it man and the bible verses they begin and end in so these these are powerful so look those over all that yellow highlighted you see a 153 there you see a one two three there that's miss linda you know her going home was 321 321 the countdown the countdown has started amen and you see 153, you see 26 again, 09, and so forth. 726, that's a rapture number. Harpazo in the Greek is G726. It's right here. Under what word? Maya, uh, let's see here. True. It's true. 726, the pre-trib rapture is true. Don't ever forget that, guys. Don't let some idiot on YouTube convince you differently. The term table. So check check those out, man the numbers are astounding and then you see the 1719 okay and first Corinthians 4:17 417 4, 17. let's look at that verse real quick that's, that's about it. if any man be in Christ ain't it I can't remember that might be 517 First Corinthians 4 17 for this cause have I sent, Unto you timothy who is my beloved son and faithful in the lord who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which be in christ as i teach everywhere in every church paul said be followers of me as i am of jesus whatever we saw paul doing and teaching is what jesus taught him on mount sinai for those two years jesus personally taught him and that's right there first corinthians oh, well second corinthians my bad guys That's still a good verse. Good night, that's a good verse. 17s, always look at 17s. They're going to be good. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our light affliction, praise God, all of us, all they who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. If you're not suffering persecution, you're not living in Christ Jesus. You might be saved, but you're not walking it. You're you're not out there doing what you're supposed to be doing because all they who live godly in Christ Jesus, we'll suffer persecution. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Rejoice in your struggle. Rejoice in your troubles. Rejoice in your persecutions. they are going to be well rewarded for eternity. And our light struggles, and God says, even the heaviest struggle that you've ever had is a light struggle compared to the glory and the joy that will come from that at the judgment seat of Christ, and it will last forever because you endured that. Amen, man. Appreciate you putting that up there, Vando. Vanna, put the Bible verse up there for us. Uh, let's look at one Bible code. Let's look at one from, you know, what we've been doing is looking back from seven years ago and working our way forward to the more modern day. Uh, I love that code that Sean has just put up there. Praise God. Our our Jesus loves us, guys. The real date. We have the real date in AD 30, and now we know the real date now. The real date that Jesus died on the cross this year is May 18th. May 18th. That is true. God will be honored in your faith in remembering his death till he comes on that date as his death date. And the glorious resurrection will be May 21st. And on that day, May 21st, we begin to count our 50 days to the wheat portion of Pentecost. All right? And then we count 50 days after that and 50 days after that. And when you count 50 days, Vondo, when he said 49, 49, that's proper. You, we're counting seven Sundays on this seven Sunday and then seven Sundays later and seven Sundays later. Because your day 50 is also your day one in your count. Okay? So, for the next 50... So, it's actually 49, 49, 49, and 6 equals 153. How awesome is that? All right. So, uh, the one we're going to look at is from October 28, 2016. It's about Nibiru again. This is really cool. God's wording, his verbiage in this thing. It's Nibiru, my bridegroom, executed it. Jesus is the bridegroom. We are talking. This is from our perspective. God's talking. He is the bridegroom for us. He's chosen him out a bride. And his bride is believers in this dispensation. I encourage you to become a believer now. Drop your religion, drop your lies, drop your charismatics, drop your Calvinism, drop your Arminianism, drop you. If you are involved in any of your salvation, you're not saved. You are not the bride. You must come and humble yourself before a holy God and believe only in Him. Place your faith in Him and Him alone, and you shall be saved. Look to Jesus. Look to the serpent. Look to that snake on the cross. He took your sin, and as He died, it was sin that took Him. Wherefore, as by... This is uh, Romans 5.12. Wherefore, as by one man, that's Adam... He sinned, and because of that, sin entered into the world by one man. And so death passes upon all men. Where there's sin, there's death. But God changed all that. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, as so death passed upon all men. But God came and he brought us life. He brought us the wonderful gift, amen, of salvation. We'll look to him. We'll look to Jesus, guys, only. All right. Sean's uh, commentary in this one, this is from October twenty eighth, 2016 and it was still before the elections. The elections were in November 8th. November 8th, 2016 were the elections. November 9th, it was tallied up, Trump wins, Trump wins, Trump wins. And we saw last night or the night before that Trump was God's anointed guy. God wanted him in there. For this very moment, people are worshiping him more than they are Jesus. And they're worshiping Jesus with a bunch of eggs and bunny rabbits on the wrong date and we're calling you over here to the truth he just shared with us the truth about the dates of the lord jesus christ his death burial resurrection and all the feasts for 2023 will you please get in line will you please get on god's calendar for a change i don't care how warm and fuzzy the other makes you feel it's wicked and when you're standing before god at the judgment seat of christ if you're saved you're going to wish you hadn't trusted in your warm and fuzzies. Truth, 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 truth is what God's going to deal with at the judgment seat of Christ because He's the way and He's the truth and He's the life. And He only deals in truth. He deals in truth now and He will deal in truth at the judgment seat of Christ and He will deal with truth for eternity, man. Get on the truth train. That one won't derail. Okay, if you have Jesus as your conductor, baby. All right, Sean's commentary. We will escape God's test, his judgment, his trials, man. We will escape his test, the wrath, which is to come from the effects of Nibiru. If you haven't accepted the free gift of salvation, I would do it right now, says Sean. And I say that too. Free gift. It better be a free gift and you receive that from Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes. He makes it easy. Then you get to go to go to bed at night and not worry about whether you're saved or not. Because you're basing your faith on his truth. And he's God, they cannot lie. Amen. When he tells you you're once saved, always saved, he means it. And all these people that say, I don't believe in once saved, always saved, they're trusting in a lie. And they're lost and they're going straight to hell via the tribulation if they live that long. Most people who believe that way will die that night and go straight to hell if they're Americans on the coastlines and some of the major cities inland that God has designed to be destroyed. He's designated, he's appointed to be destroyed the night of the rapture. He's going to use the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians and the North Koreans to do his bidding. And then those that weren't killed immediately on that night and weren't raptured on that night, are going to face the greatest hell they have never even considered in their minds. They have never seen a horror movie this evil what's about to happen. And you guys know the ritual of that basketball game, LSU. And This ain't the first ritual. These rituals that they're performing right now are the death of the white man. You have suppressed the black man so long, they're going to have their vengeance. All these black Hebrews and everybody, they're going to uprise and they're going to slaughter the white man. Now, not you and me, we will have been raptured and everybody that God kills on the first night, they won't be part of that. But the leftovers, everybody who's left here is going to be black on white slaughter. It's going to be vicious. And that's what the LSU game was all about. The LSU game, the girls, basketball was all about that. And you see it in the numbers. I watched like a 22-minute video of a chick who's really good at decoding women's sports. That's her thing. And boy, she l- laid it out and showed the numbers. And you people, I'm encouraging you to get saved. You need to get saved now. Guys, not only are you just getting saved, you're becoming part of the bride of Christ. We're a very rare bunch. Few there be, baby. Be part of it. Uh, the words in here, the terms... Nibiru, my bridegroom, executed it and searched for it more than hidden treasures from the sun. It's a terror. It's a horror, Nibiru. Coming out as a bridegroom from her chamber. Oh, they're going to see it finally from the sun. It's hidden behind the sun right now and people are getting pictures of two suns every day. It will pass through the darkness from the sun. The Nibiru, uh, Nibiru will eclipse the sun, it seems. The light is short because of the darkness. The eclipse is gonna last a while. Okay? Satan, the dragon, thus. Nibiru symbolically is the dragon, and we see that in Revelation chapter 12. Okay? God's judgment. He's gonna use Satan to judge, and he's gonna use this system that is likened unto Satan to judge. The destroyer, destroying. That is who Satan is. That is Apollo, Apollyon, Abaddon. They are the destroyer. Shiva, the destroyer. True fitting or true fitting, be ready for my appointed time. It can mean both true and be ready. The the phrase right there. Be ready for my appointed time. You and I are ready for the appointed time of the rapture. Amen. The Pentecost spring rapture. I'm ready for that. Oh, we'll escape my test. We'll be caught up, seized. Hallelujah. Job 13, 16, this also shall be my salvation. Nibiru's right above us. They're keeping it hidden. They're wanting to destroy us. They're wanting to cut off our communications. We're praying against it because we are communicating truth right now about Nibiru. God's judgment system that they're trying to hide with chemtrails, and it's out there. It's above your head, and people are seeing the glow through the chemtrails. They're seeing a, a bright blue glow at night, and they're seeing a bright red glow at night. The blue kachina and the red dragon, which the Hopi Indians and many people of the past talked about, and here it is right here on us. We're about to be raptured, folks. Amen. The the verse in Job 5, 8 and 9, I would seek unto God, and unto God would I commit my cause, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. He does great things, unsearchable things, and they're marvelous without number. That's our God. Preachers won't even believe in Nibiru. Um that dude in Houston, Texas, who does the big prophetic Andy Woods. He didn't believe in Nibiru. I don't believe in that. <laughs> okay, bro. You oppose God, man. You oppose the living God who's given us Nibiru code after Nibiru code, table after table, with us warning, with his creation on day four, and you scoff his creation on day four. You you scoff his beautiful timing, the wonderful things that he's done. We just read in Job, marvelous things, many things, innumerable things, unsearchable things. As part of this, I'm encouraging everybody to believe in the because God believes in it. And he told us about it because he wants you to believe in it. And he wants you to warn others. Will you warn people that they're going to get killed by Nabooru? The six seal earthquake. Everybody will finally confess it when the world has flipped and killed so many. Tell them beforehand, will you? Hey guys, I love you. By God's grace, we'll do this again tomorrow night. I love you. Pray for one another and take care of yourselves. Let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Lord, thank you for looking after us and taking care of us. Thank you for getting us through our days. Thank you for getting us through our rough times, our rough spots, our moments that require faith. And thank you for that. Thank you for stretching us to need you, to always need you. And may we never get soft. May we always need you. We need your oxygen. We need your food. We need your blessings in our bodies, in our health of your temples. We need everything about you and everything about us at all times. May we never think we're a three-year-old and we got this, Uh uh-uh, me. May we stay away from that and always be that infant who must have you, who must rely on your provision and everything you do for us. I pray for Sean and his health. I pray you'll keep uh, getting him in his heart and mind what code you want him to shoot out, uh, dates, times, everything that's going to be so vital to the Jews in the tribulation who require signs. And I pray you'll get him all those signs lined out. And bless Lindy as she helps him with these numbers and with the um, just with the phrases and everything that goes along with it as proof. And I pray for Vando, I pray for George. I pray for everybody who's involved and everybody who watches and listens. You guys, Lord, just bless them. Bless them. Bless everybody who hears and heeds. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you, man.